Today, boys and girls, Mrs. Smith, Peanut, Joey, Lizzie, and of course our Bible teacher, Mr. G, will walk to the New Garden Graveyard where we'll have our Bible study. Mrs. Smith, on our way to the New Garden Graveyard, will you tell us the story of Wolfie and the mysterious young boy missing from the New Garden Graveyard? Certainly, Lizzie, if it's okay with the G's. Yes, that's okay with us. What's our monthly theme, Mr. G? Our theme for this month, Lizzie, is the Old Testament Jews are a picture of Christians in the New Testament. Dust, death, the mysterious lost body of a young boy who had died 25 years earlier missing from the new garden graveyard, clutching the only clue, the yellowed pages of a chapter torn from the adventures of Tom Sawyer. On the back, someone had scribbled a note of confession. I stole the boy from the grave next to Mr. Porter, who left this life to go to his eternal rest in the year 1888, at the age of 77 years. Young Wolfgang, who was nicknamed Wolfie by everybody in town, had read that note a thousand times, as well as this chapter about Tom Sawyer, a young boy about his age, who always sought to escape chores which he hated. Not unlike Tom Sawyer, Wolfie, too, hated chores. After Wolfie read the chapter about Tom tricking his friends into whitewashing the fence, Wolfie experienced a great enlightenment, and he felt certain that he could secure his own escape from his dreadful chore of cleaning the entire second floor of the old Dollar Inn, which his uncle and aunt had recently purchased at auction. This Saturday was also Wolfie's chance to solve the mystery of the lost boy. Wolfie considered the verse that hung above room number six at the old Dollar Inn taken from Genesis 3.19 in the Bible. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Poor little boy, he's probably returned to dust by now. He watched the other boys and girls as they passed by the old Dollar Inn, on their way from the New Garden ice cream shop to the New Garden skating rink. Definitely the coolest place in town. At precisely that moment, Wolfie's friend, Joey, happened to be passing by the old Dollar Inn, and Wolfie, feeling that day that life was empty and gloomy, suddenly had a great idea. Hi, Wolfie. I was just licking this delicious ice cream cone and thinking, too bad you have to work on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Where are you going, Joey? I'm going to the skating rink. And don't you wish you could, too? 
instead of doing work like cleaning up ten rooms in the old Dollar Hotel Inn. What do you call work, Joey? Isn't that work? Maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. You don't mean that you'd like doing that. I don't see why I shouldn't like it. It's not every day that a boy gets a chance to solve the mystery of the lost Porter boy's body. Now that put Wolfie's job in a whole new light. Here was intrigue, excitement, a thrill that had touched the imagination of every little boy for the past 25 years. Since the old Dollar Inn closed its doors, when the last of the Porter family died. In room number six, and was buried next to the 1888 grave of Mr. Porter and the lost Porter boy. Here, come on up. I'll show you. Joey stopped licking his ice cream cone and followed Wolfie up the creaky staircase. Joey watched Wolfie carefully unlock the door to room number one. Wolfie whispered loudly. Missing from the new garden graveyard. Wolfie, let me clean up this room. My mother tells me that you can find anything just by super cleaning. So I guess that means dead bodies too. No, Joey. The superintendent, uh, that is my uncle, is very picky about the old dollar, and he wants. To make it look like it's worth staying here for ten dollars instead of one dollar. Why? Because no one's rented it for twenty-five years. Come on, please, Wolfie. I'll let you have a bite of my ice cream cone. Oh no, Joey! The superintendent won't let anyone except me do this job. He's trusting me with all. Ten rooms upstairs where no one, I repeat, no one has rented for the past twenty-five years. Wolfie, look, you can have all my ice cream cone. Please let me try it for a while. Wolfie opened the door to room number two, with great unwillingness on his face, but a sense of victory in his heart, as he consumed Joey's ice cream cone. And while Joey worked and sweated to make room number two as clean as a whistle, in hopes of discovering the body of the lost dead boy, Wolfie sat on a chair close by with a notepad in hand to supervise the process. There was no lack of helpers, as lots of boys and girls passed along by the old Dollar Inn every so often. They came to laugh at Wolfie, but stayed to clean room after room of the old Dollar Inn. Until all ten rooms, except for room number six, were as clean as a whistle, because when one child got tired, someone else willingly took their place. And when evening came, besides Joey's ice cream cone, Wolfie had obtained four lollipops, six gumdrops, eight pieces of taffy, and a host of other items from the New Garden Thrift Shop, including a complete copy of the book. The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, all given to Wolfie just for the privilege of being allowed to clean one room as clean as a whistle at the Old Dollar Inn. 
all in hopes of being the one to discover the dead body of the lost porter boy. So, Wolfie said to himself, Hey, I've discovered a great law of human nature, that in order to make somebody want something, all you have to do is make that thing hard to get. Moreover, Wolfie discovered a second clue in the mystery of the missing dead boy from the copy of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer he was given. It was a complete, except for a single missing chapter, the very chapter he had in his possession, with the note that said, I stole the body of the dead boy next to Mr. Porter's grave. He found yet a third clue within the cover page of the book, which contained three signatures, one of which was Mr. Porter himself, who had died in 1888, and one was Mr. Porter, the one who had died in room number six at the Old Dollar Inn 25 years ago, and the third appeared to be the signature of a young boy. Wolfie and his friends held their breath as he cautiously unlocked the door to room number six, which had remained shut for 25 years, ever since Mr. Porter, the last porter of New Garden, had died on the very day the boy had disappeared from beside his grandfather's grave. Here it is! shouted Wolfie with great excitement in his voice. Right here under Mr. Porter's old bed. There was a pause as Wolfie sensed the fear and dread of the hearts of every little boy and girl that stood by watching. And finally Joey mustered up enough courage to peer underneath the bed. Hey, there's only dust under here, Wolfie. Wolfie responded with great enthusiasm and pointed to the verse that had hung above the door of room number six for 25 years. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Certainly the dust is someone either coming or going. And I found a copy of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer next to the little boy's signature. It says, I rest beneath the bed of dear Mr. Porter. What a story, Mrs. Smith. And look, there's a graveyard up ahead, right next to Vincent Rock. Death is frightening. Death is very frightening, Lizzie. Yet Christians have a great hope because Christ saves us from sin and spiritual death and hell, and that's why Jesus is called the Rock of Ages. Long ago in the ancient land of Egypt, there lived a group of people called the Israelites. The Israelites are also called Jews. In the Old Testament, the Jews are a picture of Christians in the New Testament. We find this in Acts 7.38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness, with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers, who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Mr. G, who is the he that was in the church in the wilderness? We can see in Acts 6 and 7 that the he is Jesus, and the fathers are the Jews, Lizzie. 
Jesus was with these Israelites in the church in the wilderness. The nation of Israel is a picture of Christians in the New Testament, and it was through national Israel that the Savior would be born. Mr. G, what's so special about the nation of Israel? Lizzie, national Israel was chosen by God as a special people for himself. Mr. G, will you please explain how God was close to his special people, the Jews? Sure, Joey. God brought the Jews out of Egypt, where they were in bondage for 400 years. Spiritually, the Jews were in bondage to sin and spiritual death and hell. The Jews left Egypt, and for the next 40 years, they traveled and wandered in the wilderness. The wilderness would have been an awful place to live. I've heard there are snakes and there's no water or food. Yes, that's true, Lizzie, but God sustained them by his power for over 40 years. What else happened to the Jews in the wilderness, Mr. G? Well, in the wilderness, 3,500 years ago, God gave Israel the law of God, the Bible, even though it wasn't completed as it is in our day, through which they might see that they were sinners in need of a Savior and therefore focused their eyes upon the Messiah to come. Through the ceremonies and that law, they could also see why they so desperately needed the Messiah or Savior. Can you give us an example, Mr. G? Because I don't understand what you mean by the ceremonies in the law. For example, Joey, as they killed the lambs without blemish, they should have realized that without the shedding of Jesus' own blood, though he was sinless, there could be no payment for sins. And as they offered their burnt offerings, they should have realized that in order to pay for their iniquities, the Messiah had to endure the torments of hell, pictured as a fire, the burning furnace of hell, for those who were believers in the Old Testament, as well as for those in the New Testament. So the Lord Jesus was a rock of ages for the Jews, and is a rock of ages for Christians today. Right, Mr. G? Yes, Peanut. Mr. G, haven't we come to the end of our program? You're right, Lizzie. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible. Bye!